Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to this week's episode of the Curzon Podcast. We will be discussing Deepan, the Palme d'Or winning film by Jacques Odiard. Uh, I'm Sam Hallett and this week I'm joined by Jenna Hobbs. Hiya. And Ursie Kaletsi again. Hello. Hello. Um, so Deepan is not about Deepan pizzas, uh, which <laughs> you might think. Uh, it's actually about a uh, Sri Lankan soldier who fought for the losing side of the Sri Lankan mm-hmm. civil war. And it follows him as he flees his country along with two strangers, a woman and a, a little girl, um, as in the attempt to carry themselves off as a family unit in order to have a better chance of seeking refuge in France. Uh, but once they settle down in a run-down Parisian estate, um, the lead character, known as Deepan, his violent past resurfaces. Mm. So, first things first... What did you actually think of the film? Did you like it? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah? It was great. It was a great kind of insight into the refugee life and yeah. something I ha- don't think has been explored very much on film and it's so topical at the moment. Very topical, yeah. yeah. Very relevant. Yeah. And the fact that it won the Palme d'Or last yeah. year as well and it still kind of carries relevance yeah. throughout and I think it will remain relevant as yes. uh, as kind of modern events unfold, uh, and I I really love that. I think Odiar is mm. one of the most interesting directors to work in uh, in in the industry even at yeah, the moment, definitely. regardless of whether it's, he's French or not. Yeah, I think he's the most interesting French film director at the moment, um, and this I think is his most um, socially conscious film because you have things like the Beat That My Heart Skipped, uh, Rust and Bone, The Prophet, mm-hmm. which all kind of have a sort of social commentary infused in them slightly. But this, more than any of them, is telling a story that millions of people are actually going through in reality. And although I think at some points it goes slightly beyond realism at times, mm. uh, yeah. particularly in the ending, we'll talk about that later. But uh, I think for most of the film, it's very much matter of fact slice of life for refugees and the situations they're going through. Yeah. Okay, so. Let's discuss the characters. So Deepan, played by, and apologies, pronunciations are going to be all over the show. We're going to try our best. Yeah. Jizuthasan Antonithasan, who in in reality was a Tamil Tiger soldier who, after the war, emigrated to France. And you mentioned, Jenna, before we started, that he was a 
an activist and a writer? Yeah, so he's a, he's a writer and uh, goes by the name of Shoba as his okay. kind of writing name. Um, yeah, he kind of said that 50% of the story of Deepan feels very true to his own story. Right, okay. The way he kind of, he came in with false papers into France okay. and um, had to work on the black market in the way that yeah. Deepan did. And mm. yeah, so I think it's like a great to see someone bringing all of that truth to a role. Kind of yeah. similarly, Ursula and I were saying to Son of Saul last yeah. week. Absolutely. It's, or a uh, couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the idea, yeah, that someone recreating their uh, their life through acting is mm-hmm. well, used quite a bit now. Yeah. It's his, and it's his first acting yeah. job as well. Yeah, another newcomer. Leads, yeah, all three of the leads. This is their first role yes, yeah. in a major film. Um, and it won the Palm d'Or, which is crazy. The first film in Tamil to win the Palm d'Or. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interestingly, although it's a French production, very little of the film is actually in French. Yeah, yeah actually, um, he translated the script from French into Tamil. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I thought Deepan was a an interesting sort of protagonist, a hero, if you will, because mm. it's very up and down. Well, I thought for me, whether you like him or not. Yeah, he's not always completely likable, no. and I think you know that makes it all the more real. We're saying it's kind of yeah. slice of life. It's quite it's rooted in realism. That yeah. you know you don't. Not everyone's a perfect person, and you can definitely yeah. see his flaws as the story mm. unfolds. And he is a survivor more yeah. than anything else, which makes him at times quite selfish. Yeah. Whether, uh, he's generally out mm. for himself, I yeah, think, in I the mean, beginning. Even before you see the title card of Deepan, you see him having to mm. you know, dispose of the bodies of his comrades. And yeah. I think that kind of brutality leaves you quite numb to yeah. interaction. Oh, another link to Son of Saul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah. you do see a more friendly and um, a happier side come through than Definitely, in comparison yeah. to it's not as dark as that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I thought just he's, um, there was something, you know, he's very rugged, he's sort of very hairy mm-hmm. and sort of quite masculine, but also quite kind of subservient as well. Mm-hmm. Like he was very happy when he becomes a caretaker. I, well, I think as well, you uh, when he first goes to France, you see him selling the toys and things like that, and he has to wear the fake yeah. like. That is a fantastic it. scene. Yes, like, that, when they like, reveal the yeah, title. It's so odiaire because lights, he does yeah. that. He does that in other films as well, and you see them yeah. glimmering yeah. in the surface. In, um, in sorry, out of focus. Yeah, and I really thought for a while it might have been the lights of boats. So did I. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it kind of felt like it went from that journey from the boats onto the streets of Paris. Yeah. With the glowing yeah. lights, and yeah. you kind of see. How you know? I'm sure we've all been places where we've had people selling us things like that, yes. and you kind of ignore, and it make, kind yeah. of made me feel so guilty that I've not really given mm. these people the time of day. You do ignore them. You say no, thank you, yeah. and then you you wait for the uh, the restaurant manager to come by and usher them away and make life safe for you again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and um, you see, so you see Deepan running away from that scene, and then him saying, "I can't stand this," yeah. and you know, and you think how awful that he's gone from something so horrendous at home to something, so something here yeah, that he, he, he can't stand. Humiliating. Yeah, yeah, it's humiliating, yeah. yeah. Also, I think that he's he's quite a proud character mm. as well yeah. because obviously because he was in the... Because he, he was probably a high-ranked... Well, from what I can gather anyway, person in the Tamil Tigers. And to go to, to, go to this existence where he's begging for scraps, mm. in effect, and has to be subservient to other people that he knows, by the way, especially in the estate, that he knows are scum. Yeah. He knows he has been in contact with gangs like this back in his home as well. And I think his pride really kind of clouds his judgment most of the times as well. And you can see him not really... 
you can see him wanting to go back to the discipline of his home, but then at the same yeah. time, he's like, I'm a, I'm a glorified cleaner, that's all it is. Je suis le gardien, yeah. which he keeps repeating. Mm. There's, yeah, there's, uh, throughout the film, every now and then there's like the shot of an elephant, Ooh. which I think is from the point of view of all three of characters, like their mm. mental subjectivity of wanting to go back home. And wishing that they could just open the window and see. Yeah, and this. it's very peaceful that shot yeah. of that elephant. So the kind of all-knowing, yeah. moving through the forest. Yeah, you really feel like you can touch it as well. Yeah, it's so it's in such like really, it's really well lit. And yes, everything and yeah. It's yeah. A, you know, but it's a kind of piece that doesn't exist for them yeah. at home anymore. Yeah. And, and they can't go back. Yeah, to and as a parenthesis, because I I I thought elephant. This is a this is a Hindu. They're mm. they're both Hindus. Mm. Uh, they're all three of them. Sorry, and it has. Oh, it's I researched. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, I researched yeah. it and I I thought of the most simple link between the elephant and their religion, which is Ganesha, yeah. mm. which is and uh, he is the god of beginnings mm. as uh. well, which I thought was a very nice kind of symbol. Yeah, there's too. a lovely yeah. scene where they pray to Ganesha as well over mm. the food yeah. and things, and and religion plays like an undercurrent to the whole Definitely, thing. Definitely, yeah. Uh, there's a point where Deepan tells his wife or his supposed wife to wear a uh, headscarf. headscarf. Yeah, to fit in. Yeah, yeah, and she said, but it's not my religion. He said, it's not about religion anymore. Yeah. Mm. And that's quite an interesting um, note the film takes. Yeah, there's loads of little nice moments mm. like that. And I also really like the moment where they're eating dinner and um, Eliel, the, the little girl, is eating with her hands. Yeah. And he tells her, no, you've got to eat with a spoon because tomorrow you're going to have to eat with a spoon. It's mm -hmm. just kind of that transitioning, like trying Into to fit Western in. Into Western world, yeah. 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 So as Deepan's supposed wife is um, Kaliaswari Srinivasan, <laughs> uh, so she's Yelini. Uh, she, for me, was the most interesting character in this. Yes. yes. Because she's someone who, I think it took a while for her to um, have her own character. Because mm -hmm. you see her running around this sort of refugee area in Sri Lanka trying to find a little girl without a mother so she could take her, go to Deepan and say, okay, we're, we're this family. But she's mid-twenties in the film? Yeah, well, they, she says she's 26 to begin yeah. with, and then she pretends to be 24, but she looks yeah. really young. She could yeah. be yes. even 21. She could, yeah. She, yeah, she definitely doesn't... And there's a there's a line where Deepan says, it's like I have, I'm have i taking care of two children. Yeah. Which And she is... She's so young. She's, she is. You know, and she there are times when I think that shines through, particularly when... Because she gets her own job looking after uh, this Hab old, an older gentleman. Habib. Mr. Habib. Yeah. And... Um, and, or Hadid, also. Habib, I think. Habib, is it his his nephew? I think it's his son. His son, yeah, is, uh, released Rahim. from prison, and there's a scene where he sort of offers her a joint. Yeah. And she says, "Oh no!" At first, and then he leaves the room, and then she picks up and takes it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, "That's what a twenty and it has 20... a, a cheeky smile yeah, on her that's face." What like, do. Oh no, and what am I doing? She kind of, I don't know, I, 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 she kind of had a crush on him a little bit. Yeah, I think she, there was definitely a yeah. sexual tension there, and it seemed like she was sort of coming into womanhood throughout the film. Yeah. She seemed very young, and so there's a really sweet scene between her and um, Ilial as the daughter, where she says, "You need to try and be nice to me. You need to try and be my mum." Yeah. And she's like, "I don't, I don't really know, know how, how to be." And throughout like this film, yeah. she. Kind kind of learns how to do that and yeah. how to be a woman like throughout her scenes with Brahim where she kind of fancies him and yeah. she wants to sit with him and with her interactions with Deepan as mm. well. She's got a very complex relationship with Deepan yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, kind of loving but also kind of a contempt between the two slightly mm -hmm. just in the situation they're in. Well we don't know what side of it all they're both on either. No. Because that, obviously yeah. uh, Deepan's a soldier and it's never said but it could be that she's you know from the other side yeah. of the war yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I found her to be a really interesting character. And then you've got Claudine Vinasitwambi as uh, Elayal, mm -hmm. uh, the, the child. Um, disappears from the film towards the second half, I thought, yeah. a bit. 
but great performance from essentially a nine-year-old girl yeah, in her first absolutely film. Absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, she's the one that has to do most of the two languages yes, as well. She yeah. She's the translator, yeah. yeah. And there's some really uh, sort of interesting bits with her at school not being able to fit in. Um, quite that a... scene, I have to admit, that scene where they drop her off into class the first time around, mm. all the students are looking mm-hmm. at her once they yeah. open the door, and then she runs to Deepan. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to. I thought that was... I th- again, it's Odiar being very realistic. Mm. There's no, there's no lingering shot on Ilial kind of going, kind of nearly crying. Mm. It is the two parents walking away, and then her, yeah, just bolting towards mm. Deepan, who isn't her. Fa- she knows he isn't her father, but they, but all she, she's got, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it was so heartwarming to yeah, see that. Yeah, her fitting into the schools is really, really like difficult to watch in some respects. Yeah. you know, you just want her to be able to fit in, and she yeah. doesn't with those girls. And you see her sort of her outbursts of violence. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and you know, I, you often sort of think about school, like school days, and the yeah. children who fight with each other, and you think of as bullies or whatever. But yeah. when you kind of take them out of the school environment and think about what's coming from home and behind that, it's really easy to see where yeah, that comes from. Definitely. Mm. Uh, I really love the film's take on family as well. The sort of because they're not a family. And it takes them I love that there's a pro there's a progression to them becoming a family. It's not just as soon as they meet, okay, we're a family. It's these are strangers living together in a strange place. Mm. And yeah, I love the yeah, the progression that it takes time for them to for Deepan and Yelini to actually appear a husband and wife mm-hmm. and they there's an even there's a point where she says, Oh, you've believed your own lie. I think we believe the lie as well. Yeah, definitely. Yes. We're so convinced that, yeah, these are a family, that's their daughter. Because that's what they're presenting to the world yeah. constantly. It's what they have to pretend. Yeah. You even forget that it's not even their real yeah, name. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's true. We don't even know. Um, I think we know Deepan's real name at yeah. some point, but we don't know the others' no. real names. Yeah, so for us as well, we're being lied to, mm-hmm. and it's worked. Um, there's a whole thing as well to this film about sort of the past resurfacing. Mm-hmm. I think that's done really well, um, and this whole thing of the cycle of violence. Um, so in this estate, there's like a it's like a gang turf, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's run by the gangs. There are no real police ever. Yeah, there's no it's police. Kind of like there's a, no social workers. Yeah. I thought that the, it was a very interesting shot uh, at, at one point. I don't know if you guys remember it, but um, I think you have Deepan walking through the estate, estate, sorry, with his broom, his mop, mm-hmm. and his makeshift kind of tool bag yeah. Yeah. and the camera pans up. Yes, I was going to talk about the shot. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't no, no, start no, go on ahead, that. No, 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 go ahead. Uh, when the camera pans up from the estate, you're expecting to see maybe the Eiffel Tower. You yep. don't know. Maybe you're yeah. expecting to see some form of civilization just outside in the outskirts of that estate. Mm-hmm. But then it cuts completely. So you kind of feel like it's a self-contained world. Yeah. And there's, there's no... There's no, there's nobody outside. Yeah, it's that. It's Barely their world. any of the film takes place yeah. outside of that estate and that. It's like a new war zone, it really, that war they zone, yeah. get sent to. And yeah, seeing them navigate their life yeah. there, it's very interesting. Well, there's a couple of little moments that show the parallels between this and what they've just left in Sri Lanka, mm-hmm. but because um, they talk about the gangs and Deepan says, "Oh, they're like the gangs from home, but not as dangerous." Mm. Um, mm. And there's a moment where Deepan draws like a white line between his building and another building as kind of and says this is the no fire zone mm-hmm. as when the tension escalates um there's also these um on the roofs there's always people on the roofs like sort of watchmen lookouts, lookouts. yeah so it's like a war zone they've just left one war zone for another mm-hmm. yeah and then there's a point where they're coming back into the estate and they try and like body search them yeah. on the way in and everything yeah. so yeah yeah it's got its own rules as well yeah and it's probably its own currency drugs um 
yeah, really interesting portrayal of like gangs and estates. Yeah, and I was wondering what you guys thought about how welcome they made Deepan and the family yeah. on that estate. Surprised it surprised me this did mm. because at first they welcome him very yeah. well. I yeah. thought, oh, it's going to be they're going to be quite racist towards him. That's what I thought. I can quite, only pick out one racist. There was a, there, I think, I think I heard. when it escalates, there it, that happened. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, the one. Um, I think that also mostly stems from the fact that the estate. I mean, there is probably not a white Caucasian male, or very few, because most uh, Habib and what's his son's name? Rahim. Rahim are Middle Eastern, Mm -hmm. if you base it on their names, at least, or Algerian. And uh, most of the people that he encounters are actually not white or there's some but they're not really given any they're they're just background Mm. most of the people that Deepan meets are from various other ethnicities and they kind of um they give him a real respect for the fact that he is the caretaker caretaker. he looks Mm. after the building that we love kind of yeah and i think at first there's this thing of oh you can't go in this building after a certain time but yeah eventually they he says good morning to everyone and yeah there's a respect for him as the caretaker which was nice to see Definitely. But I think I was quite glad when it escalated because I thought, oh, this is seeming a bit too... Not a lot, like I, I love watching people suffer. But <laughs> I just, you know, you just I thought, oh, this, this feels too easy for them now. A little what, bit. the two, like, your friendly yeah. neighbourhood criminals? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Your friendly this... drug dealer. Yeah, I yeah. thought this is, hmm, okay. But, um, no, yeah, that was really well done, the whole thing of it being recreated, the war being yes. recreated yeah. in this zone. And there's a, a scene as well, without giving too much weight, there's the sort of a shootout between some gangs. Yeah, you're never sure really who's who's good, who's bad, why. And um, Yelini and Eliel are sort of caught up in it Mm -hmm. and they duck cover. But um, it was nice to see... Nice. It was good to see that sort of gang... A shootout shown from the point of view of a civilian for Mm -hmm. once. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that I don't enjoy a shootout in a film, because I do. (laughs) They're really entertaining. But it's nice to get a reality check every now and then. Yeah. yeah but and when it, was, it does happen, it's not fun. It's not no. exciting. It's terrifying. And as well for uh, Ilya and Yelini, it and was putting come, them straight back yeah, to where they come from. Just a, the whole thing is to get away from that. Yeah. And mm. they're straight back in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that is the precipitating factor for Yelini to want to go to England to, to com- complete her journey. Yes. Because that is what she initially wants to do. She doesn't want... I can remember the, the scene where they're all being uh, from Sri Lanka hustled into the boat. Mm-hmm. And Yalini... T- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on bluenile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Turning to deep end, where we are we going to England? No, we're not. We're mm. going to France. And she mm-hmm. just like, 
I have a cousin in England. I have nothing in France. That's I have two strangers with me. She yeah. wants to get to England, yeah. yeah. Which to her is the equivalent of the promised land, in yeah, a way. Yeah, I guess so. I think that's particularly... We'll talk about in that more detail later, I think, mm. the whole day, England being the promised mm-hmm. land. But I think, yeah, for her especially, the, the goal is to get to England and that's where you can make your life. Mm-hmm. Which was interesting. Okay, any, any more points before we go into spoiler territory? Talk about the film's sort of final moments. I wanted to ask uh, yeah. you guys, what did you think of um, the other supporting characters around okay. the estate? Yeah. Because, you're right, in the beginning they do seem friendly, but from the... Oh, I can never remember his name. What's his name? The no. guy that shows them around? The No, not Yusuf. Uh, the main gang. The Brian. Brian. The prince Brian. of the estate, yes. in a way. Yeah. Um, what did you think of him, actually? I thought he was, he, yeah, an t- interesting character, very up and down, because at first he sort of compliments um, Yelena on her food, kind mm-hmm. of flirts with her, he sort of mm-hmm. laughs about the fact that she sort of shakes her head in a funny way. That was a nice little moment. Yeah, and there were thought, two oh, cultures coming together yeah. and sort of explaining that. There was actually one of the most impressive scenes is where he's talking fluently in French and she's talking in Tamil mm-hmm. and they have no idea what either of them saying but they're both kind of letting everything out. It's kind of a confessional, isn't it? He's yeah. that kind of guy that needs to hold everything together because he is the boss of the yeah. estate yes. and he can't let any of that crack but because yeah. he's there able to talk to someone who is kind and compassionate and can't understand a word he's yeah. saying, he can let that, that, was, that go. Yeah. And the same for her. She can't talk to anyone yeah. because her secret could get them deported and she doesn't want that and yeah. yeah it's a really beautiful moment and I think with his character it, the danger and was really important to it for yeah. I think um, Yelini in her kind of burgeoning womanhood to mm. fancy him who's a little bit dangerous but then also mm. have the, the safe option yeah like, of deep at, at home yeah and that's essentially what she decides to go for really without yeah. spoilers yeah. yeah yeah no I thought he was a uh, really well-rounded character actually he wasn't just nefarious villain mm-hmm. which he could have easily been yes um yeah it was, there's also Yusuf as, Yusuf as well the guy that shows him around at the beginning he's also kind of he's kind of helpful yeah but at the same time I don't know did you think there was an air that he was exploiting them a little bit potentially there was a bit where um sort of he says that he'll pay Yelini 500 euros a yeah, month and, says, and Deepan's like don't don't pretend that's not money yeah. <laughs> and it was obviously for them 500 euros a month yeah. is a lot but we know 500 euros a month nope. for that job is not no. enough money so yeah. obviously there is some exploitation going yeah. on but he seemed friendly enough yeah he's probably he's sort of working I feel like he's the like a mediator yeah. between the gangs and yeah trying to keep it alive yeah um yeah so this film won the Palm d'Or last year um I really liked this film uh, like you said, it's a slice of uh, the world that is we're bombarded with at the moment through mm-hmm. media, and it's important to see it from the refugees' point of view. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, really liked it. Well deserving of the Palm Door. Yeah. Can film is obviously going on at the moment, so uh, do follow that. Cause yeah. I'm sure we'll be talking about it's it in a been, few weeks. Uh, I think it was actually it was Odiar. The uh, I think there was a couple of um, articles that said that the previous year he mm. had not won for another film, which might have been. Rust and Bone, okay. uh, or a prophet, and I think it was the way for Can to go. No, we recognize you. Yeah. Have it because okay. it was a lot of uh, competition mm. that yeah. year when it won the Palme d'Or, and it was um, a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, I remember for being everybody. A surprise. Yeah, it was the, it the Coen Brothers were head of the jury last year as well, mm. so it was them that awarded it. Yeah, oh, that makes a bit sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So. Uh, yeah, see Deepan if yeah. you can. Absolutely, absolutely loved it. So uh, if you haven't seen the film go away and see it and then come back because we're now going to talk about uh, the end of the film. Um, I have some 
light criticisms of the end of the film. This is where I got my biggest questions because I think throughout the whole film you're following this it's almost very realistic story yeah. and then it gets to the final uh, yeah. eighth and it's Act, yeah. and it's it becomes so much less realistic. Yeah, I thought that that's and, my problem. Yeah. And I think I think the problem is so um Yelini is in the flat with Brahim and then uh, it's it, there's a gun uh, mm-hmm. a shootout where uh, Mr. Veeb is killed and Brahim is injured mm-hmm. and he sort of tell he puts a gun to Yelena's head and says you've got to help me get out and yeah. she calls Deepan and says we need to help us get out of the building because it's, it's it appears to be like under siege by mm-hmm. the gangs um, and Deepan you sort of see him walk up and then suddenly he gets a machete and a screwdriver yeah and it turns into this an action film a real mm-hmm. bloodbath yeah yeah and we he... call it the Terminator scene because <laughs> he can do anything yeah he's the I mean but then, the, we've been given the context that he's a soldier. Yes. Yep. And, it, you know, I think the, fa- the fact that he drew a line and said no fire zone was kind of a warning. And then there's a bit where he's talking with some other people and Yelena says to him, oh, is that your new, are they your new soldiers? Is that your mm. new army? So I think we we know that he has the potential to have this yeah, level of violence. Yeah, and he but... has been um, contacted by his old that's commander or something yeah. like that. Yeah, what about that scene? And there's, that's a really beautiful scene where he says, the, the war's, war's over, over yeah. and yeah, because all my family are dead and I don't have anything left to mm-hmm. fight, fight for, for anymore. Yeah. And um, But from that scene on, you see him singing a song that obviously like was... A, like a soldier's song. Yeah, a soldier's yeah. song or something like yeah, that. About I think it was a military yeah. chant. Yeah. yeah, and you sort of see him becoming sort of re-indoctrinated into mm. that way of thinking. Yeah. So it does make sense for him to sort of come back in this um, aggressive sort of fighting way. Yeah, but, and to some way enjoy it. Yeah. Because that's what he's known for since... The, when did the war start? In the 80s, wasn't it? 83, yeah, yeah. and so it's 2009. Yeah, now. assuming he you know, took up arms then, he that's mm-hmm. most of... The large chunk of his life has been devoted to fighting... Mm-hmm. So I think it seems natural for him to go back to that. But I just, the way it's shot, it felt very much like an action film. I mean, it's not it's not done badly. It didn't ruin the film. It just, for me, felt slightly out of place. Well, just a bit unrealistic. As yeah, to... it's a huge, it's a massive shootout. A yeah. car explodes. And I know it's the whole thing of, all oh, the police kind of either ignore the what goes on in the estate because mm-hmm. of fear or just because these are the poor people, and immigrants, and they don't care. Yeah. But it did feel very extreme. Yes, yeah. Oh, but see, I I <laughs> I really liked it yeah. mm-hmm. um, because there there are subtle, like you guys said, there are subtle hints uh, that um, that are dropped in the movie that show that Deepan still has a lot of rage mm. within him, and he there's no way for him to express it because he is trying to follow the rules of the estate, mm-hmm. whatever these may be. They're not his, but they are the rules yeah. he must abide by because. He needs to stay in France no matter what. And the moment where he makes, he finds a picture of his wife and two kids mm-hmm. who are now yeah. dead. And he makes them what I'm assuming is a shrine. A tomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, to pray for, and he kind of makes two little kind of closet doors, I guess, that mm-hmm. you can say that he can close and open whenever he wants because he still wants to keep their existence maybe a private thing. Mm-hmm. And I think. The last scene where, well, the last act where he goes completely, he loses it, Mm. is him mourning, in my opinion. Is him really expressing what the rage that he's been feeling since the end of the war because he was on the losing side. They lost. It's his opportunity to win at something. 
and it's his opportunity to avenge his family, even though the people that his the captors of his current family like they don't have the they don't have his real family, mm-hmm. they don't have his real wife. But in his mind, because he's believed the lie, it's his way yeah. to okay. go back and reclaim them, mm-hmm. whatever their form is at this point, whatever. Yeah, and. The way it was shot, I think we could, I can, I, I loved it. Even though Odiar isn't known for his action no. scenes, like mm-hmm. that's a very, yeah. un, like it's a very underflexed mus- genre muscle he's doing. Yeah. He's doing. Um, there are hints of it in the beat that my heart skipped, but in a far more underplayed, mm. subtle tone. This, I just think this felt, because I, I guess it's come from what I expected compared to what I got, because mm-hmm. I expected it to be a very tense sneaking into the building, sneaking them out. Yeah. I think it's just when it suddenly... I think it's just when he went up to the guy with the machete and the screwdriver, I was like, oh, okay, it's this... Here we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was very full on. Um, but no, I get your point that it's quite cathartic for him, and this mm. is him finishing what he started. Although we should... <laughs> I I was with it. I, I can get that it's implausible, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it yeah, does sure. come out of left field completely, but what really came out of left field for me was that last yeah, shot. The last shot, which... I was so confused. Because he gets to the top of the building, um, Brahim has died, and he's with Yelini, and then so the next scene is jolly old England, a nice country street. Yeah, a, a beautiful a, magnolia a black, tree. A black taxi driving down driving the road. Yeah. yeah, And then... Um, a baby... That yeah, is... there are barbecue, there are other, I assume there are other Sri Lankans there, other... Yeah, yeah well, it seemed like a community. Yeah, community. It just seemed very happy. Neighbourhood barbecue. And, yeah. you know, that is what you want for, for that family who have been through so much. Yeah. You want them to They be finally happy. got to England, the promised land. Yeah, but it does paint England in this really strange light. Or London, I'm assuming it's London because it's, it's a black, black cap. Yeah. Um, in mm. a... And, you know, we know that there are parts of that like that in London, but there are also parts that bear a striking resemblance to, to where they've come Paris. from in yeah. Paris. And so it's, it was a strange portrayal. And I what thought. is Odiar trying to say I'm as well sure with that? I'm not sure that's what I was thinking. I thought, OK, I, for me, that was a, a dream. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I, I thought this must be a dream. And I mean, it's never explained whether it is a dream or it's not. Or if it's real. Yeah. Well, the only thing I thought about that is when you see Deepan driving in the car, it looks yeah. like he gets shot. Shot. I thought that he gets shot in the in the head like, or something like yes, that. Yes, yes. Like I thought, oh, maybe and there's blood. There is blood. Yeah. And then that kind of goes away, and he gets mm. to to Yelini, and then it cuts, and they're in England. And yeah. part of me is thinking, well, maybe did he die in the car? I'm not sure. But and there's also um, he says to her, oh, you're covered in blood, and she said, oh, it's not my blood, it's his. But I thought, yeah. maybe it is her blood, and yeah. she's also dying, and they die in the building. Because yeah. there are, I mean, he one, there's one thing getting to her, but then there's getting out, and there is still and, a large you know, scale. And the police gang are war. going to come <laughs> when yeah. you killed that and many people. The, the car is on fire right on at fire. the entrance as yeah. well, so you're going to die of ah, smoke inhalation. Yeah, <laughs> there's, your there's mind a lot a bit going on, and it just yeah, I, I, for me it was dream, but I I'm not really sure the reason we got that ending. Yeah, that also begs the question if actually the last act that seems so implausible might just yeah. be a fantasy instead. Yeah, that's another thing, yeah. The, yeah, I, I think that's quite plausible as well. It's certainly interesting, but for me it just felt like, for a film that's been so real and it's a bit yeah. about the real plight and the real struggle of refugees and, yeah. you know, this is the reality 2009, yeah. to then sort of change it up with such a kind of implausible final act yeah. felt like a shame to me but I can see what he was trying to do yeah yeah. I think maybe it also stems from maybe Odiar just wants to go just wants to say sorry that 
you were with this family of immigrants that are in a strange land, abiding by rules that they haven't voted for, created. Mm-hmm. Not, not. There's no democracy in this. It's, it's an estate that bears resemblance to basically a dictatorship, or at least nepotism mm-hmm. is involved. And that final act is what they may be all... In, in some way, if they come from that violent background, maybe what they all kind of wish at one point that they could do, rise up against a system that keeps them oppressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, I don't know. I think the you're right. The violence of it just seems so completely unrealistic and so confu- it confuses the message. Yeah, maybe. I feel like I've talked you around, Ursi. <laughs> you, you know, no, no, I, I love still, it. I still love that end scene. I still love it because of the many questions that yeah, it actually yeah. has. Yeah, no, it, it is a good talking point. Yeah, definitely. And it, I mean, I was never bored by it. I didn't think, oh, this is a boring way to end it. I was really engaged yeah. and I did want it to get to the top. I just think it's from a different film. Yes, yeah. But then maybe Odiard is maybe saying, oh, if this was a uh, white mm. French male doing this, you wouldn't question it. It's just that we're used to seeing refugees as kind of slightly passive, downtrodden yeah. people who are being forced to do everything. Like the whole way through, he's being forced to do things, fit relatively humiliating jobs mm. at times. And when we finally see him doing something of his own, um, own mission, mm. we question it. So maybe... How about that? Maybe. Who knows? Um, <laughs> there's also one scene that we didn't really get to talk about, and that's he's kind of drunk, and they've just had a big argument with um, Yelini, and he almost kind of sexually assaults her. Yeah, that was an interesting scene. Yeah. I was really hoping it wasn't going to go down that route, I yeah. thought and, it, it, and it doesn't. Yeah. Um, their relationship is very interesting. Yeah. Because obviously they're complete strangers. He is significantly older than her. Yeah. Um, but and she's sort of as we said before finding herself as a woman yeah. um, growing up and she's the only male they're the only kind of male female they have contact to because yeah. they're not really integrated into the rest no. of the society no. um, and so there's a scene where he's sort of like stealing looks at her as she's getting changed from the, the shower, shower. Yeah. and part of it is like oh, she quite likes it they're finding each other and they do sleep together Yeah. and then a little later on they've had this argument and he tries to do it again and she's not having any and of it there's a he forces himself on her a little bit like, eventually about four times yeah. I mean nothing yeah. happens but it is that was very uncomfortable to watch mm. I was thinking oh please don't go down yeah. this avenue because this would just destroy everything that's yeah. gone before it I'm glad they didn't but it's still an interesting yeah, yeah. scene but well, it's just it built it's kind of layers into their relationship isn't it yeah. about, about how they're sort of getting to know each other and yeah. being Reading who they are and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to see how Odiar kind of treats relationships between men and women in generally most yeah. of his films. Because uh, Rust and Bone, for example, it's I think you can you can draw parallels between Rust and Bone and Deep End because both female and, and male characters have love hate yeah. relationships. However, sex is a necessity okay. in both uh, because it's loneliness drives them, uh, alienation from their their peers or their surroundings. But then once this dissipates, once the lust basically has um, been fulfilled, mm-hmm. uh, love be- remains a question mark because you still don't know if these mm. two actually have deep feelings mm-hmm. for each other until the end of the film where they express it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting way of framing it because I think it's genuinely just realistic. Mm-hmm. There is... In the beginning with Deepan and Yalini, I, d- I didn't discern any feelings of 
particular love because he's peering through uh, at her yeah. when she's naked taking mm-hmm. a shower. She is looking at she's looking at him in a lustful way, but then she also has Brahim. Mm-hmm. So her like we said, her discovery of men is very or her interest in men mm-hmm. is very new, and it's all based on sex. On the des- on desire, mm. yeah, and Brahim has got that kind of like bad boy. Yeah. He's younger, he's good looking, I think, to her, and and has that kind of allure. Whereas Deepan is the sort of steady, safe protector, and it seems like that's yeah. what she chooses for herself in the end. Well, he's almost a father figure to her as well, yeah. in, a, in a weird way. I mean, not just in the way that he says, "Oh, it's like I have two children." He is the provider mm-hmm. for her and the child, and he's quite fatherly to her as well. Mm-hmm. I think at times. Mm. So there's that to it as well. Um, right, so we're going to wrap up there. Any final thoughts on Deepan? It's a brilliant piece of filmmaking, really interesting yeah. look into the refugee crisis, and also not just on Deepan, but we've seen this on Curse and Curates, which is yes, great. It happens yeah. on a Monday and a Wednesday, yep. and it's great to catch a film that you've missed the first time yeah. around. So uh, thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.